Hello everyone, welcome to your weekly tech update, the show that explores the newest, coolest, and craziest side of tech available on the interwebs. I'm your technology connoisseur, Ray McNeil. Coming up on the program today, experience the horror of a Syrian air raid in Hero, an unexpectedly timely interactive VR story. Buick's off-road EV concept boasts an ambitious 370-mile range, and happening in this week's What the? A collector finds drugs hidden inside original Nintendo games and captures it all on video. That and a whole lot more coming up on your weekly tech updates next. Everyone, attendees got a small virtual taste of what it might be like to be in a war zone at the Tribeca Film Festival this year. Hero is a multi-sensory interactive experience that drops you in a city in Syria right before an air raid. You're a spectator and subsequent participant to the minutes before and after a bomb falls and destroys everything around you. The setup uses an HP VRZ vibrating backpack and a Star VR headset. You're then led to the actual site, basically blindfolded by goggles that aren't turned on yet. The whole time you hear ominous atmospheric music playing through the 32 Dolby speakers that are set up in the space, as well as smell a smoky scent in the air. When you arrive at the starting spot, your hand is guided to a tire near you. And soon after that, the VR headset comes to life. The tire appears in the virtual environment along with other props in the faux village, like crates and bricks that are also mirrored in your real-world surroundings. All this sets the stage for a powerful, profound experience. And indeed, as creator Navid Kansari told Engadget, about 80% of people who see Hero are shaken at the end of it. For this reason, the team also has prepared a post room to allow viewers to recover after the seven-minute session. In addition to picking out the right props to create the appropriate atmosphere outside of the VR experience, Kansari and his team also went to great lengths to create an accurate digital world. The actual music coming out of the radio is by a very popular Syrian singer there. The characters were Syrian refugees scanned into the experience, too. The message of the project, according to Kansari, is that amongst all the rubble that exists among all the civilian places in the world, there is still joy and happiness. After the initial shock and when the dust has somewhat settled, Hero leaves it up to you to decide what to do. Depending on your experience with VR, you should be able to quickly suss out the end game and figure out the goal. Even though Kansari's idea for Hero came about around two years ago at the height of the Syrian civil war, it's become even more timely after Britain, France, and the U.S. fired missiles at the Middle Eastern region. If you didn't get to check out Hero while it played at the Tribeca VR Arcade, Kinsari and his team hope to continue showing the experience on the festival circuit. Hero debuted at Sundance and saw some animation and prop refinements since then. The team 
Levine believes that profound location-based experiences like Hero are the best way to attract a mainstream audience to virtual reality, and wants to make it available to everyone by setting it up at museums around the world. Education is one area that has started to experiment with virtual reality, with various schools and colleges exploring the benefits of VR for learning and even training. Now, Full Sail University is becoming the latest educational institution to embrace VR with the announcement of a licensing deal with VR software firm Doghead Simulations. Full Sail University will be using Roomy, a VR collaboration and education tool that will be integrated into classroom environments and online platforms in use by the university. Full Sail is a privately run school based in Florida. It offers the traditional classroom environment as well as online classes that provide more flexibility for students, particularly for those who have disabilities. Noting that some students who primarily engage with online classes felt left out of campus life and socialization, Full Sail University and Doghead Simulations are hoping that Rumi will go some way towards both providing a more social environment as well as giving access to tools and features to enhance classes. Using the power of VR, they're implementing immersive roomy learning environments that leverage a student's natural desires for socializing, achievement, and even self-expression. VR education allows for concentrated monotasking learning, which the company believes will enhance the retention of information. In today's world where technology and screen time can be distracting, VR allows you to be in the moment and engaged with the subject at hand. You can find out more at fullsale.edu. In this week's medical news, more than 350 years ago, the English natural philosopher Robert Hooke peered through a microscope at a thin slice of cork and discovered for the first time what it was made of, small box-like compartments, which he named cells. From that moment on, Hook and countless inquisitive minds after him strived to gain a better view of these fundamental building blocks of life. Now our window into the cellular world has become a lot clearer. In a new study in the April 20th issue of Science, researchers from Howard Hughes Medical Institutes, Harvard Medical School, and collaborating institutions report the development of a microscope capable of capturing 3D images and videos of cells inside living organisms in unprecedented detail. One researcher said it's like Star Trek, it's the age of exploration again. Adapting a technique used by astronomers to study distant stars, the research team showcased the new technology by generating a series of stunning movies, cancer cells crawling through blood vessels, spinal nerve cells wiring up into circuits, immune cells cruising through a zebrafish's inner ear, and a whole lot more. The resolution of the microscope is powerful enough to even capture subcellular details. While
While scientists have used microscopes to look at cells for centuries, the clearest views thus far have come from cells isolated on glass slides. Visualizing living cells in real time inside live organisms has remained far more challenging. The process uses a two-photon laser aimed at a small region. As the laser passes through an organism, optical aberrations that distort its path are revealed and then corrected by the adaptive optics. The next step is making the technology affordable and user-friendly. The current microscope takes up a 10-foot-long table, but the team is working on a next-generation version that should fit on a small desk at a cost within reach of an individual lab. The first two instruments will go to campuses where scientists from around the world can apply to use them. Verizon has announced its parental controls product, Family Base, will be upgraded and renamed. The new parental controls app called Verizon Smart Family will allow parents to manage aspects of their kids' smartphones like content filters and screen time limits. Up to 10 family members can use the app, which provides a variety of ways for parents to monitor how their kids are using their devices. Content filters let you block objectionable websites and content in categories like violence, drugs, alcohol, and gambling, or even restrict access to certain apps. Parents can also block unwanted contacts, view their child's text and call history, and check on how much battery the phone has left. Limits can also be set on phone use in a number of ways. The app allows the device's Wi-Fi to be instantly paused or for data targets to be set. Time restrictions can also be instituted if, say, you wanted to set aside uninterrupted time for homework every evening, you can put that on a schedule. Other customizable limits include minutes used for calls, numbers of text messages, and even monthly purchase amounts. Lastly, there's location tracking, which not only shows where your child is via the location of their phone, but can send a push notification to the parent if they leave a predetermined area. Though Verizon's smart family app is technically free to download, if you want to use its services, the base subscription is $4.99 a month, and it includes everything except location tracking and alerts. Those features are included in the app's premium subscription, which is $9.99 a month. Google's internal incubator, Area 120, is releasing its next creation, a learn-to-code mobile app for beginners called Grasshopper. At launch, the app teaches would-be coders how to write JavaScript via short lessons on their iPhone or Android. The goal is to get coders proficient in the basics and core concepts so that they can take the next steps in their coding education. Whether that's taking online classes, attending a boot camp, or playing around in Grasshopper's own online playground where they can create interactive animations. Like other Area 120 projects, Grasshopper was built by a small team of Googlers who had a personal interest in working on the project. Area 120 has now been around for just over two years, but Google hadn't heavily publicized its efforts until last year, that is, when it launched a dedicated website for the incubator. To date, Area 120 has released things like AdVR, an advertising format for VR, a job matching service in Bangladesh, a booking tool called Appointments, and the YouTube co-watching app 
uptime. The incubator's goal, beyond potentially finding Google's next breakthrough product, is to retain talented engineers who may have otherwise left the company to work on their own passion projects or startups. The name is a tribute to early programming pioneer Grace Hopper. The app itself offers a series of courses, beginning with the fundamentals, where users learn how code works along with various terminology like functions, variables, strings, operators, and objects. Grasshopper then moves into two more courses where coders learn to draw shapes using the D3 library and later create more complex functions using D3. The courses are actually designed as a series of puzzles and quizzes that increasingly get more difficult. Each coding puzzle has the student writing real JavaScript code using a custom-built code editing environment. The student is given a challenge and the user has to solve it using code, but it only takes a few taps to write out. Each time the student runs code, they're given real-time feedback to help guide them towards solving the challenge. Also included are motivational features like achievements, progress indicators, and coding streaks. This curriculum will expand over the next couple of months. Grasshopper will add more content to the fundamental section as well as a new course. The team says it's not currently focused on expanding beyond JavaScript, a language used by over 70% of professional developers. In early tests, there have been over 5,000 graduates from Grasshopper's program. 47% were students from backgrounds that are traditionally underrepresented in tech, and 68% of users said they're more motivated to learn code after using the app. The Grasshopper app is now available worldwide on both iOS and Android, but only in English. Apple has announced that for every device received at Apple stores and Apple.com through the Apple Give Back program from now through April 30th, the company will make a donation to the nonprofit Conservation International. As part of its ongoing recycling effort, the company also debuted Daisy, a robot that can more effectively disassemble iPhones to recover valuable materials. Both Apple Give Back and Daisy support Apple's commitment to create a healthier planet through innovation and help the company move a step closer towards its end goal of making its products using only recycled or renewable materials. Through Apple Give Back, customers will be able to turn in their device at any Apple store or even through Apple.com to be recycled or traded in. Conservation International uses science, policy, and partnerships to protect the natural world people rely on for food, fresh water, and livelihood. Founded in 1987, the organization works in more than 30 countries on six continents to ensure a healthy, prosperous planet. A new space imaging startup called Earth Now aims to provide not just pictures of the planet on demand, but real-time video anywhere a client desires. Its ambition is only matched by its pedigree. Bill Gates, Intellectual Ventures, Airbus, SoftBank, and OneWeb founder Greg Weiler are all backing the play. It promises a constellation of satellites that will provide video of anywhere on Earth with latency of about one second. You won't have to wait for a satellite to come into range or worry about it leaving range. At least one will be able to 
to view any area at any given time, so they can pass off the monitoring task to the next satellite over if necessary. Initially aimed at high-value enterprise and government customers, Earth now lists things like store monitoring illegal fishing vessels, or even pirates, forest fires, whale tracking, watching conflicts in real time, and more. Space imaging is turning into quite a crowded field, if all these constellations actually launch anyway. Weiler's OneWeb connection means Earth Now will be built on a massively upgraded version of that company's satellite platform, giving them a major leap forward. Details are few and far between, but the press release promises that each satellite is equipped with an unprecedented amount of onboard processing power, including more CPU cores than all other commercial satellites combined. Machine learning also figures in, of course, the company plans to do onboard analysis of the imagery, though to what extent isn't clear as of yet. Airbus will do its part by actually producing the satellites. The release doesn't say how many will be built, but full and presumably redundant Earth coverage means dozens of these things at least. No word on the actual amount raised by the company in January, but with the stature of the investors and the high cost involved in the industry, I can't imagine it's less than a few tens of millions of dollars. Hannigan himself calls Earth now ambitious and unprecedented, which could be taken as an admission of great risk. But it's clear that the company has powerful partners and plenty of expertise. Intellectual Ventures doesn't tend to spin something off unless it's got something special going on. Expect more specific info as the company grows. How sad Intel has confirmed that it plans to shut down the new device group and cease development on the Vaunt Smart Glasses project we revealed earlier this year. The information which also notes that the closure will probably result in some layoffs from the team that was reportedly around 200 people. Intel's statement reads, Intel is continuously working on new technologies and experiences. Not all of these develop into a product we choose to take to market. The Superlight project is a great example where Intel developed consumer augmented reality glasses. We are going to take a disciplined approach as we keep inventing and exploring new technologies, which will sometimes require tough choices when market dynamics don't support further investment. It was always unclear precisely how Intel intended to bring the Vaunt glasses to market, though. Sources indicated that Intel did want to find a partner with retail expertise. Intel has had a difficult time creating consumer products. It's had partnerships with companies like Oakley and the wearable space, but so far has not found mass market appeal. If the company wasn't able to successfully find a similar partner to handle Vaunt, it's not exactly a surprise that it chose not to try to bring them to market directly. That's not Intel's game, and the company likely has other concerns like the ongoing worries about Spectre and Apple's rumored plans to ditch its chips altogether. Still, it's disappointing to think that Vaunt won't get a chance to finish development. Having a heads-up display that's only there when you want to see it is a genuinely fascinating technology. 
It was a take on augmented reality that didn't try to give you magical 3D objects, but instead basic information at a glance. Perhaps another company will find a way to make it real. Until then, well, we can dream, right? Buick, a brand not known for adventurous styling, has unveiled an electric concept that, dare I say, actually looks pretty awesome. The Inspire crossover is like the love child of a Camaro SS and a Cadillac XT5, but it's more about what's under the hood, or wherever they cram the electronic motors and batteries. It packs a 410 kilowatt electric powertrain that can get it up to 60 miles an hour in four seconds flat, and a battery that will last up to 370 miles on a charge. Pretty ambitious specs, even for a concept that will never be built. Or will it? Since GM is just playing anyway, it put a lot of other tech into the vehicle too. The Inspire is fitted with the Super Cruise semi-autonomous system from the Cadillac CT6 that was recently tested and was said to fix the worst part about driving. Other techie features include multiple OLED screens to display vehicle navigation and entertainment info, 5G connectivity, and suspended theater-type seating, whatever that means. Judging by the press photos, Buick is pitching the Inspire concept as a luxury EV that can also climb mountains. They're showing it off at the Beijing Auto Show in China. The automaker has previously promised 20 electric vehicles by 2023, and if it uses the Inspire to, well, inspire those future EVs, then that's a pretty promising start to its electrification future. And finally, happening in this week's What The, a Georgia collector who bought a stash of retro Nintendo games at a flea market discovered two of the cartridges were filled with packages of drugs. Julian Turner of Noonan posted a video on YouTube showing him examining his day's flea market haul, which included multiple Nintendo Entertainment System games from the 1980s. Turner said his interest was piqued when he noticed one of the cartridges, Roller Games, was the European-Australian PAL version. He said the game and a copy of Golf were also found to weigh about 50% more than they should have. Turner opened the two cartridges and discovered they contained small packages of what appeared to be narcotics and was later confirmed by the police as heroin. The Noonan Police Department opened an investigation into the discovery and detectives said the packages appeared to have been inside the cartridges for a very long time before they ended up at the market. Turner said he was researching his unusual discovery and found out that another copy of Golf purchased by another collector a few years back was found to be filled with $5,000 cash in bills that dated back to 1985. What a good find. Thank you for watching your weekly tech update. If you have a story you think I should feature on the program, you need to send me an email, djraymcneil at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook too, at Your Weekly Tech Update, and you can check out our podcast on iTunes Podcast. Till next time, I'm Ray McNeil. Good night, world. Your weekly tech update brought to you by Holiday Home Care, Phillip Island, Victoria, Australia. It's your turn to relax.
Before you get on holiday on the island, contact Holiday Home Care. We can set up your residence or holiday rental, do the shopping for you, provide linen and towels, and make sure it's all ready by the time you get here, giving you more time to enjoy what Phillip Island has to offer. For more information, visit HolidayHomeCarePI.com or email HolidayHomeCarePI at gmail.com.